Hello, Syngap land. My name is Michael Gralia, and this is episode 43 of Syngap 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing on everything you need to know about Syngap 1. I'm going to spend this entire episode, except for I interrupt myself with random thoughts, which is what I do, talking about how Stoke Therapeutics and Acadia Pharmaceuticals announced on Monday at the JP Morgan conference that they are working together on Syngap 1. And I'm going to help you understand why this matters, how much it matters, and point you to ways you can learn more about it because you need to learn about it. This podcast is primarily targeted as a service to Syngap families. I know other people watch it and that's great, but I'm talking to Syngap families. So if you're a Syngap family, you heard this news this week because a lot of us were on Twitter like, yay, and some people were like, I'm crying, and you were like, why are they crying? I'm going to tell you why they're crying. It's appropriate response. I want to take you back to 2018. In 2018, my beautiful four-year-old son, Tony, was having seizures and no one knew why. In February, we found out he had some random monogenic epilepsy, which back then I didn't know was a thing. And he had a mutation in this gene I didn't know existed called Syngap1. 2018 was basically the year when things I didn't know existed changed my life. I then went on to learn about science and ASOs and the, the, this idea that kids could have typos in their DNA, but you could fix them. Crazy. And I met patient advocates who were people who apparently quit their jobs and then work for free and raise money to pay scientists to do stuff. Insane. One of them was a lady named Marianne Meskis, whose whose child has uh, SCN1A. SCN1A is another gene. We have a genetic epilepsy in Syngap1. Her kid has a genetic epilepsy in SCN1A, also known as Dravet syndrome. She very kindly taught Ashley and I a lot of stuff about patient advocacy, and she invited us to come to this meeting called AES, the American Epilepsy Society, to attend the Dravet Roundtable. It was the 11th annual Dravet Roundtable, and I sat in the back of the room that night watching a bunch of presentations, my mind blown repeatedly. This is a thing. People do this. Families raise money and invite neurologists to dinner, and they all talk about this disease. And there were two thoughts I had that night. One of them was, we should do this for Syngap1. Why don't we do this for Syngap1? And of course, the next year I started doing that for Syngap1. The other thought was when Dr. Lori Isom stood up from the University of Michigan and presented her data in partnership with a biotech company I'd never heard of called Stoke Therapeutics. And she showed this incredible chart where normally Dravet mice die, about 80% of Dravet mice die. If you give a bunch of mice Dravet and then you, 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 you watch them from birth, about 80% of them die from the seizures because Dravet humans, unfortunately, can die from their seizures if their seizures are untreated. This is not a problem we have with Syngap, thank God. Um, and the thing about Dravet, too, is it, the seizures start earlier, so they're easier to find, but it's a little off topic. And Dr. Lori Isom shared how when, when they gave these mice this drug from Stoke Therapeutics, the mice didn't die. They'd effectively cured Dravet in mice. And I was sitting in the back of the room, having just, by the way, cut a check to Johns Hopkins University to work on an ASO, for Syngap 1. So there's been a leap of faith. Here's this guy, Rick Huguenier. He's a really big deal. He's incredibly smart and he's got this idea for an ASO. You should give him a ton of money. Okay. So SRF had just made their first grant to invest in an ASO and then there I am sitting in a room with a serious case of imposter syndrome. Like, do I really belong in this advocacy stuff? Is this real? And I hear about this company that I didn't know existed talking about an ASO for a disease I barely knew existed. And at that moment, 
I understood it was real. And of course, the question was, okay, when can they do Syngap 1? So imagine my excitement when I went home and I Googled Stoke patent and I read their patent. If you go and you'll find the right patent, type Stoke patent Syngap 1, you will find their patent. And guess what? There's two genes on that patent, Syngap 1 and SCN1A. And so for three years, I have been saying my prayers, being like, when is Stoke going to admit they're working on Syngap 1? reached out to them. I've talked to Dr. Dr. Barry Tycho, who is their CMO. I've been like, yeah, Barry, when are you going to tell us you're working on Syngap 1? These guys are professionals. They're like, hang in there. 2019, 2020, 2021, three years is a long time to be hopeful, but it was worth it because on Monday morning, I woke up to an email from the good people at Stoke being like, Mike, you might want to read this press release. And they announced that they are working on Syngap 1 in partnership with Acadia Pharmaceuticals, who, by the way, is not chopped liver either. Acadia Pharmaceuticals is a trailblazer in neuroscience and pharma. And I want to remember to say that because they are now 50-50 in our ASO. So welcome, Acadia, to the party. We are so glad you're here. This is important work. And I look forward to, to learning more about Acadia. But let me tell you about Stoke, because I've been studying them for three years. So I can do this with my eyes closed. I can talk about these guys. Stoke is a very big deal. If you're trying to figure out how excited you should be, be excited, right? There's a, there's a, there's a gentleman named um, Dr. Adrian Craner. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. My apologies if I'm not. He got his PhD from Harvard in 1986. He's been at this for a while. He helped to create... Um, Spinraza, which is the ASO they use to cure SMA. SMA, which I don't want to talk, talk too much about it, but it was, it's a muscular atrophy, spinal muscular atrophy, and they used an ASO to go in, and these kids who couldn't walk could suddenly walk, and they used an ASO in the central nervous system, and it was a big deal. Dr. Craner went on to start Stoke Therapeutics in partnership with somebody from his lab, um, Dr. Isabel, I'm so afraid of mispronouncing names because people butcher mine all the time, Asnarez, Dr. Isabel Asnarez did her PhD in Toronto 2006, was in the Craner lab, and then is now a co-founder of Stoke. CEO is Dr. Ed Kay, and then the, the CMO is Dr. Dr. Barry Tycho, who has indulged in my questions over the past few years. These people are a very big deal. You couldn't put together a better dream team. The dude who created the other ASO, the first ASO in neuroscience, and has now created this company, has his company just announced they're working on three things. They're working on Syngap1, they're working on RET, and they're working on Undisclosed. Good. Congratulations to Undisclosed, whoever you are. RET, very big deal. But when you listened to the presentation that Dr. K gave on Monday afternoon at the JP Morgan 2022 conference, JP Morgan is like the big annual healthcare conference. And you listen to it. And you, by the way, you should listen to this conf You should listen to this recording. I'll share the link, first link in the show notes. Listen to that recording. Like every day for a week. Study the slides. Learn about it. You should listen to that recording and you should hear Dr. K talk about SCN1A and you should be like, wow, that does sound a lot like Syngap 1. You should listen to the Q&A. They, they don't spend a whole lot of time talking about Syngap in the presentation. But in the Q&A, they say some important things. One of them is that um, in partnership with Acadia, Acadia is basically taking over the development of, if this is my understanding, if I've misspoken, I apologize, um, of basically taken over the, the development of RET and Undisclosed. So they're going to pay all the R&D going forward. But for Syngap 1, it'll still be 
Acadia Pharmaceuticals and Stoke Therapeutics will, will, will co-fund all the R&D and then will co-participate in all of the upside when they make a therapy for our kids. That's huge news because the smartest people in the room still have a lot of skin in the game. There's a ton of stuff in the show notes about Soak Therapeutics and Acadia Pharmaceuticals, and I urge you to read it and to study them. This company matters. I, I, I don't want to talk too much about all the details, but I do want to end with two thoughts. Thought number one, I've heard a, I've heard a few people say, so are we done? We're not done. We're not done. First of all, even though Stoke is working on this and they are the smartest people in the room, we're not done until we're done. We're not done until we have multiple therapies for our kids. This is an incredible step forward. We should be grateful, but we should continue to raise funds. We should continue to invest in science. We should continue to invest in the citizen data set and in um, validated markers for studies. Because once Stoke gets the mice cured from Syngap-1, they're going to have to do a clinical trial. And the more work we do now to make sure that that runway is smooth for clinical trials, the faster we get through trials, the sooner we get to dose our kids, the sooner we end the incredible human suffering that this disease creates in our loved ones and in our families. The incredible human suffering that this disease creates. That If you're a family member, you know what I'm talking about. And the other question I got was, is this 100% good news, Mike? Like Now that they've come up of the waterline, are they going to scare off other people from working on Syngap-1? And the answer is, I really doubt it. And the reason I doubt it is this. Yeah, small companies with limited resources might be looking around and being like, well, there's 100 genes on our list and that one just got really competitive, so maybe we'll go to the next one. That might happen. I'm not saying it won't. And... A lot of very big companies with long lists of genes are trying to figure out which one is viable, which one is really going to have more patients in three or four years when they come to market, which one is has enough sufficient science and enough good people out there that they can um, go after it, which one is going to get through a clinical trial with the FDA. And the smartest people in the room in the world of neuroscience gene therapy, or, or genetic precision medicine, because this isn't gene therapy, this is an ASO, it's a separate conversation just said they're going to go after Syngap-1. So if you're at another company with, with your sharp pencils trying to figure out if Syngap-1 is viable, you have a lot of cover going to your boss being like, I think we should do Syngap-1. And when your boss goes, are you sure? You'd be like, well, Stoke just did it. Are you saying Stoke's dummies? No one's going to say Stoke's dummies. So I think net-net, this is going to send a huge signal to the marketplace that Syngap-1 is a viable target and they should go after it too. That's what we want. We want Stoke to be violently successful in developing an ASO for our kids. And we want other companies that we didn't know existed to also bring therapies to market for our kids. And then we want AAVs, we want gene therapies, and we want a clinical trial runway that is so clear that the next person who dreams something up, they're like, yeah, rinse, repeat, take that playbook. And guess what, guys? I'm going, to put, I'm going to put three articles in the, in the show notes. I'm sure I'm going a little over. Article one, Dr. K's presentation. You must watch it. Article two, that poster from AAS 2018, that beautiful curve of the Dravet mice not dying. Link three, an article that I wrote like a year ago called One Year Sooner, where I talked about Stoke Therapeutics, where I shared that, this is over a year ago where I shared that mouse chart. And I pointed out that Stoke did a natural history study to get ready for the Dravet work they're doing right now. And that we don't want to have Stoke 
have to do their own natural history study when they meet us, which is why we should all sign up for Citizen. So if you're a Syngap family right now that hasn't signed up for Citizen, but you would like Stoke to come to market as fast as possible, get yourself in gear and sign up for Citizen. Syngap.fund. Citizen.com slash Syngap1. Because Stoke and other companies are going to be able to license that data. And they're going to be able to set a land speed record for developing an ASO and getting it into humans. By the way, right now, right now, as you will hear in Dr. K's presentation, Stoke is doing clinical trials on Dravet's patients. This isn't sci-fi. This isn't stuff they're only doing to mice. Right now, Stoke is putting needles into spines. And ASOs are going through cerebral spinal fluid into the skull. And it's bathing the brain. And their tango technology is going to the wild type allele. And it's allowing it to create more protein. Because we have a good copy and a bad copy. Our bad copies are bad copies. We're not going to fix them. But our good copies can work harder. And the way that the tango technology at Stoke works is the good copy makes an mRNA that turns into protein. And it makes an mRNA that doesn't. Nature. Whatever. What Tango does is it takes that mRNA that isn't making protein and it makes it make protein and therefore the good copy's working harder and therefore our kids get more Syngap and therefore the epilepsy, the sleep, the behavior, the GI, the incredible list of afflictions that torture our loved ones and just subject us to all of this ridiculousness that we go through conceptually all goes away. Sign up for Citizen. Put Stoke and Acadia on your Christmas card list. Put them in your prayers. If you pray, put them on the list, people. And hang in there. Because if the universe was trying to tell you that help is on the way, that just happened on Monday. Links in the show notes. Learn a lot about this company. They are a very big deal. And we should be grateful. So much more to say. I might do a bonus episode just to catch you guys up. But thanks for listening. If you have questions, send them to me. It's going to be fun.